I'm always talking about the world. We want the world to get better. What are we going to do, right? I thought this was the world people wanted. <laughs> it's, it's, you, you said that last night. I, I said that last night. I said somewhere out there, this is becoming the world somebody wants. I can't imagine many people. Futile podcast to talk about from 2006, written and written story by, written and directed by James Mangold, Logan. Why did you say 2006? I, I meant 2016. I meant 2017. Holy crap! You I got, guess you, it's you all, got it really wrong. I got it wrong. And back, wrong. I thought you were talking about the. Uh, the comic that it was very, very loosely based on. I don't know what that year came out. That? that might have been 2005. And it was super loosely based on that. I wonder... I, I didn't notice in the credits... I didn't really watch the credits. I wonder if they gave... No. They didn't give And I was thinking credit. about that towards the middle. I was like... And then I was like more... I was like... It really... Other than just setting it to. All they have to do is say based on the Marvel characters. But it's not even. Yeah. it's. I mean, like in terms of the story credit, like... Yeah. They don't They don't have to give it any sort right, of... Like, like so... Uh, Winter Soldier... Uh, brings Bucky back as the as the Winter Soldier and Captain America, blah blah. That was a story that was specifically something that Ed Brubaker did in that Captain America comic. So you would have to want to at least reference him in did some they? sense. They did, yes. Okay. He was even in the movie for two seconds, mm. looking like a dope in one of the scenes. He was supposed to be one of like the bad guy scientists. Mm. Um, but in this, like, it really isn't even slightly like even. The explanation for why there are fewer mutants is different. It's just that Wolverine is older, just, and things are just, bleaker. It's set in the dusty American West, yeah. and it has an old older Wolverine. That's, right, that's yeah. the only thing yeah. it shares with it, pretty so, much. Yeah. Um, and and all. The and also, that was that was always meant to be an alternate. That was an alternate storyline. Right. It wasn't supposed to be in the actual whatever. And to the X Men films' credit, they have become being one of the first comic book movies of the. Tusher in the comic book movie mm-hmm. era. I wouldn't obviously, you know, you got Batman, blah, yeah, in blah. The, in the post uh, uh, Hasselhoff, uh, Nick Fury Marvel era. era yes, that's in that the too. Post There's Hasselhoff too. era. Post Hasselhoff. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got, they've done enough of them, and they've already done, like, it, the X Men series is the most like comic books in the sense that they're. Are weird continuity errors and time travel things that erase previous parts and <laughs> yeah, the Jean Grey stuff always screws it it's all up. Already screwed up to the point where you're like, okay, so they reference stuff in this movie, and first of all, guys, this is the end. So just so you know, we're talking about all it's that happened end. to Logan. Yeah. We're, spoiler, spoiler free. You go weapons free on this one, guys. Spoiler alert: things die in this. Rated R, mm. and I think uh, I'll just I'll just hit it out right at the park right now. Mm. I think the two things I maybe had the biggest problem with in this movie are maybe two things I, as I was about a third of the way into it, I was like, these might be two things I actually like about this movie, okay. in the in the way of what this movie is being. And one is they hit you with those f bombs to the point where it's almost ridiculous like they're making up for all the other movies that they couldn't say it in and you're and you're like okay this is dumb we get it it's r-rated like 
fine. You know, you're you're swearing a lot. Okay. Like you, the first word he says yeah. is fuck. First, first word in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Even the pre-credit Deadpool the short joke. Film. Yeah, yeah. The Deadpool short film. The Deadpool short film. Um, you know, had some swearing yeah. and stuff, and said that Nathan Summers is coming right. soon. Yeah. You know, and if anyone really knows comics, they know that Nathan Summers is Cable. Right. He's the. Uh, Sonic. Did you watch uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. So uh, the, the the police guy that he's um, going to play Cable, well, or he's trying out. He's, right? he's, he's trying. Yeah. I heard like Michael Sheehan, and I heard about I read about that that he was maybe going to yeah. do it. Maybe. Yeah. He'd have to write kind of like what, uh, you know? <laughs> he's got it's that. Just, he's just so weird. Yeah, so I know. Weird. I like that. So, so what was the other thing? Lots of the other thing is it's probably like half an hour too long. It's two hours and fifteen minutes, and it's got a pacing issue. I didn't coupled with a road trip that meanders just enough and then you realize that really so what I'm saying is like in both cases one for the swearing at a certain point in time you realize this is just the kind of world where people just swear a lot so it's just that crappy it's that shitty that people are just swearing all the time and two the meanderingness, not that it's even really meandering, but just like the, the kind of pacing issue where it's like, where are they going? What are they doing? Okay, we get the sense that there's sort of a goal to get to a place, but they kind of sidetrack you from that enough that, that you're still sort of like, okay, when's the final, uh, how is this, it, the structure is loose enough that it kind of, well, it, it's, it, 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 it makes it's you si- tired. It sidesteps, it's to, yeah. the, it sidesteps the problem of needing, you know, because... Logan never wants to go right, yeah. to there in the first place, the place they're trying to get to. Um, so they sidestep that problem by the fact that people are hunting them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has a momentum because yeah. of that. But at the same time, this, there's this sort of so it's sense of like, okay, well, what are they trying to do? You I, know, I, 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 didn't, I so, didn't think it was too long. I thought it was, I didn't notice that at all. Uh, the language, I thought, you know, when you first hear about this, you know, and the first time I heard about it uh, a long time ago, but, you know, right after the success of Deadpool, it, the first thing was uh, he wants to do a rated R Wolverine, he right. being uh, Hugh Jackman, who's the only person who matters. Because if it wasn't, if he, it, just like if Ryan Renz, Reynolds didn't put the whole weight of his career, which right. wasn't much at the at the time, I guess, but he'd fallen off a little bit behind him personally doing Deadpool, it wouldn't have been made. Right. Same thing with this. You know, Jackman is he is Wolverine, and and. Until Robert Downey Jr. came along, he was like everything for Marvel. No right. one really cares about the other actors, you know. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about those people. It, one of the first tweets I saw was <laughs> somebody was like making fun, or it wasn't even a tweet. It was on AV Club, and the, the, the writer was like making jokes about what was going to happen in the movie, and it was just like "f you, bub, f f f," and that's <laughs> and that's pretty much what the movie was, right? To a large extent, but, yeah. But it wasn't played. It, it wasn't played for. I didn't feel like it was there just to be there. I felt I, it felt natural. I, I didn't think it was too long. The one problem I had with the movie, which I, I don't think is a huge issue, but I but just the very end of it suddenly gets maudlin. Well, yeah, and not that it didn't have to be. And they, and this guy's been in enough. This character's been in enough movies now right. that you gotta you gotta send him off, right? That's why right. because because. If this was just a movie, like, you know, they talk about how this is like a Western, right? right it's kind yeah. of like a Western. If it was just a Western and the guy dies at the end, they just would have been, just would have died. The kid wouldn't be crying and stuff. Just would have figured something out and moved on, right? And then, and it, the weight of that would kind of hit you harder. But this is a character that we've 
right. followed for movie after movie after movie now. And not only that, it's one of the most popular comic book characters of all time. Right. Um, so I guess there has to be some sort of whatever in, in the family and everything. I, th- I think it was extremely well written. Mangold is a great drama director. Yeah. Uh, it looked fantastic. And, you know, they're, they didn't go... So until that sentimental modeling stuff at the end... Um, which I think was still pretty restrained. That could have been. It, a it was very restrained, but but there was like there was a really good line when he says, uh, "So uh, uh, Xavier has been saying to him throughout the thing, like you know, isn't this great? To, like to feel what a f- uh, family feels like." Right. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, so as he's dying, he says, "This is what it feels like," and you know he's talking about dying, but it, but it actually fits right, because yeah. he's always wanted to, right? Yeah, and he's yeah. always. But it actually fits with that, and it's kind of a that was that was a good line. It worked, I, I think it like that was really ways. well written, yeah. Like to, for that sort of thing there, and there's the stuff with Shane and all that, you know, which is fine. It's fine, it, you know, it structurally sound in terms of all that sort of thing. So it, I, I just felt like it maybe it poured it on a little too long. Yeah. And when I first saw that they went, that they get to this place with all the kids, I was like, gosh, this is another. Uh, it turns into Thunderdome. This is another Thunderdome. They reference Thunderdome hate... with the, all the kids giving him the uh, the yeah. trim. Yeah, and I, and I. You know, you know how I feel about Thunderdome. The first half of it is a great movie. Yeah, and then you got some Peter Pan junk. Peter I don't Pan like stuff. it. And yeah. this—that's exactly what this was. But it was last five minutes, and the kids weren't super obnoxious. So no, they weren't. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of jumped around there a little. Um, just to kind of clarify, though, I think that ultimately, w- what I felt about feeling that it was kind of too long. Yeah, Richard E. Grant. Kind of, I haven't seen him in forever. That was nice. Huh. The bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy from yeah. uh, Hudson Hawk and stuff. Hudson Hawk and yeah. with Nail and I. Yeah, he's a great. Yes. great and uh, and the Warlock films. Was he in those? He was in the first one at oh, least. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen those. Those should be on Netflix. The, but the pacing thing, I think, it worked ultimately because you. F- I felt the drudgery of it and the exhaustion. I of didn't it. at all. No, no, no. I b- normally b- b- do. No, no. Oh, you mean you meant like in a positive way? Like you're in a, supposed in to a, feel like it? you're supposed to feel okay. it. Like I felt it. Because it's like, okay, it's, they're still on the road. Are they going to go to this place? Or if they decided that they are, he's passing out again. Mm-hmm. He's wheezing. It's just getting worse. It's just getting harder. Right. People are dying. This it, this can't go on much longer. This all really is very just very brutal, kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. Like it, really, it really took a lot out of me. In the same way that I think... Something like uh, The Dark Knight Rises did that had that effect too. When it was just, which was a much longer movie, but maybe not much, but it was longer. But it's just another movie where there was not a lot of humor, not a lot of levity, and it just it just kind of hits you, and you just you feel kind of exhausted and yeah. just sort of taken taken down by it. And I think that's what they that's what they were meant to do. Clearly, with this, they set it in twenty twenty nine. And they, they come up with a pretty good explanation for these sort of extinction or, you know, subtle mm-hmm. removal of, of, of mutation mm-hmm. and mutants and a couple other ra- rationales. And one thing they do that I wanted to hit on is, and it's, I mean, it's obviously it's in the, the, the comic that it's not based on, Old Man Logan, and it's in a couple of other comics, uh, you know, like The Dark Knight Returns. But this idea of the superheroes aging, mm-hmm. they don't do that in most comics because they don't really age. I mean, I think they said something like, and I don't know what's happened with Marvel now, but the Marvel comic book universe like, sort of has its zero point with Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. 
And I think with something like 16 years of time had passed in like the however long Marvel had existed until who knows whatever. They've done all, some really crazy shit in the last couple of years mm-hmm. and everything's been reinvented probably. But like, so like you could like track, oh, so Spider-Man was like a, you know, was a senior in high school and now he's, you know, like a dad by the time, you know, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So there is some sense there. Um, and in things like Batman, which is just turned into a mess because of the them eventually backtracking on their whole reset right. with the, the rebirth now. That's always kind of been a nebulous thing. They always play him as like, you know, maybe he was about 20 or 25 when he started and now he's in his 30-ish somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so how does he have, how do they keep cramming Robins in there somewhere? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but, but so the idea of aging and, you know, so you're a superhero, but... And I think that's definitely like an obvious, an obvious thematic element here is, is you know, things are getting shittier for them and they're getting broken down. And the Xavier, and the inclusion of the Xavier character worked in a lot of ways. It was an extra sort of obstacle in many times yeah. because he literally had to like help this guy who's disabled. But also the fact that Xavier's like mind was collapsing on him because he's in his nineties or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so they didn't do that much with it, but it wasn't really his movie. Yeah, so. no, I, I felt like I felt like that was good. Um, I I don't know. I, the considering that uh, Logan's always been like a not necessarily amoral, but you know he would have been happy just uh, being left alone his right. entire life. The and, lone and, wolf, right? And uh, so this is like the lone wolf and cub type thing, but. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Xavier's character is like trying to do right, trying to do good, trying to help and stuff like that. So kind of plays a, a conscience yeah. for him that he normally wouldn't have. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's not like that's not the conflict in all the movies that, that uh, Wolverine is in. Though I guess in, in uh, the Wolverine. There was no Xavier. One, there, except except well, at the end. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, uh the, the the fact that this was like directed by a real director and not like a McG or whatever, <laughs> of uh, and I don't know if it was just that, but he, but and, and I and I thought this for a while. Hugh Jackman is a phenomenal actor. He's a, he's a, he is a fantastic actor. He is in terms of uh, icons, you know, people that like like Tom Cruise will never win an Oscar. Right. He's an and he's an icon. I love I love the guy. God love him. He's not going to win an Oscar. He's not that good an actor, probably. He, you know, he can look like he's scared while things are blowing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Hugh Jackman is an excellent actor, right. and, and he's a, always he's a proper always, showman. Sure, and and he's always been you know he's always been a leading guy, or whatever, since the beginning. But um, the first time I noticed it was in um, the Fountain. He is just fantastic in that. He's so good, and it's movies where he has to cry and joke that like some actors can't pull off. You right. know, like people have been praising uh, Keanu Reeves recently because like you know now retrospectively you look back at his career and the mo- the roles he's chosen and the things he's been in and he's been in this blockbuster and that blockbuster and he's chosen smaller things and better things and they're they're kind of praising him for his emptiness because it works for certain roles. Right. His, his emptiness works for certain certain roles. Hugh Jackman doesn't have that. He's he's emotive and he's you know he can he can run the gamut. He can he can do the whole thing. Um, 
and he was really good in this. Patrick Stewart was really like the acting was just great. Yeah, it was great like all the way around. And even the kid was good. The kid was good. Yeah, it was a first timer. You know, it was a first timer. And and uh, it it is kind of surprising. You know, it is everything they said it was going to be. It is surprising to see like a carefully crafted adult drama about death set in that universe. And at the same time, is it's it's so strange. I was I was formulating this idea, and I I don't know if this is the first one like this. We haven't really done that. We aren't obviously going to be doing that with the Marvel, with the proper Marvel movies, or even really with the DC movies ever. And the DC movies are a joke, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Though that Wonder Woman trailer, I, I, cool. I, I gotta say that that's the best. And, and I've seen that trailer before, but from the first trailer I saw, Wonder Woman looked like it was going to be better. It I, does. The first one that I saw was like it was just a few shots, and I was like, that actually looks like it would be. It okay. could be we'll good. See what yeah, we'll see. And, and then the only problem I have is that then they bring back the stupid butt rock theme from Batman versus Superman that was supposed to. And you were like, that's not going to be Wonder Woman's theme, right? Like that's terrible. <laughs> butt rock. That is terrible. Uh, and the then they bring comes out and plays. Yeah, they they bring they bring it back. And you're like, ooh, oh, um, they didn't stick the landing there. But this idea of like, you know, it's, it's funny you brought you brought the DC thing because yeah. this because this was so much more grim and gritty than any of that stuff, and it, and it wasn't it wasn't laughable. It didn't try too. Hard it didn't try, but it was. It was. It was. It was yeah. extremely morose and like yeah. you know, and every everything that they would hope to be because you know? of the performances and because yeah. of the writing. Yeah. Because of the actual execution of the and film. Once, and, and also... Because you don't get Zack Snyder to do it. No. Well, I, one problem I, I really have with those DC things is they, they, they keep trying to grab the success of Nolan's directorial work right. by him being a producer. But it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't Him work. being behind the curtain has nothing to do no. with, with what happens when Zack Snyder's like, yeah, now make it look like yeah. uh, the, the part in Crying where Alicia Silverstone falls off the bridge. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like just make it all look like a music video. Is that what it is? Oh my God. Stupid, you know? Yeah, no, it's bad, it's bad. But this idea that I want to say that maybe there's something else hap- coming around, but I, I, I can't quite think of a place it yet. But certainly with this, and going from the first X-Men movie, the introduction of Wolverine, you can see this weird, as we're doing, we're entering like the second stage, or maybe the third stage, of the superhero comic book movie as, as, like, let's, as a genre, or whatever sure. you want to call it. Where the, the first one was a couple of, you know, I mean, Singer, a pretty prominent director... Comes in and does X Men, and you know other people. Sam Raimi does Spider Man. You have you have like pretty prominent directors doing these big big movies, and they're the big origin stories yep. and and all of that. And then they can kind of sort of do a little more exploration in the sequels. And Sam Raimi did more of his Raimi stuff in the third Spider Man movie, and people kind of laughed about that there, which I always thought was kind of funny. It's like well, they're laughing at like the, the singing and the emo stuff, but yeah. really that was not the problem with that movie. No. It was more of the the, it was, the villain it was motivations. Lo- it was and, yeah. Also, it was loading it with fifty characters yeah, was yeah, the problem. Yeah. And yeah, trilogyitis. Yeah, but. We're, then then we kind of step into if you talk about someone like James Mangold coming in not to do like a, the major franchise but I mean he came in with the, with the Wolverine which was a like okay so you had this weird misstep of and I would say that it's probably accepted by most and I saw it after the fact like on TV two years I liked later it. on YouTube but the first no I'm talking about the first Wolverine oh, X Men Origins so Wolverine and I, I saw it far enough back 
uh, after the backlash about it, yeah. that I was like, okay, yeah, this is a stupid plot. This isn't yeah. a very good movie. But like, you get back to Jackman. Yeah, he's just doing, and he's just doing Eastwood. It's just like yeah. it feels like like yeah. when he's like when he's at the bar, he fights the blob yeah. at the bare knuckle boxing, and I'm like. I can still enjoy this guy playing this character even in oh, a stu- yeah. even yeah. in a stupid I'll, movie. I watch it if it's on. It's I'll watch fine. it. Yeah. I, I have no interest to ever see it again, and yeah, I think I it's care. got it's. I'm prob- not going to seek it out. It's thoroughly problematic for anyone trying to do continuity, which I can't help but do. Oh, they've but, killed that so many. Oh times. yeah, they have. But but so I'm saying, I guess what I'm getting at is that. So then then they're like, okay, we got to. So the, the Wolverine, let's go to source material, you know, Frank Miller and Chris Claremont and put him in Japan and try one, see if we can do one with just him on his own and yeah. all this. And that I thought was pretty darn good. Right, yeah. And It was decent. It was, it was right. yeah. And we've started to have a little bit of giving these directors, I mean, Marvel has just been too chicken shit about it. Like, like what, what the hell difference would it have made? How much more interesting? And maybe it wouldn't have been that much more interesting. It's a pipe dream. But if they had just let... You know, Edgar Wright do Ant Man. I mean, it's fucking Ant Man. What was he gonna want to do that was gonna be undermine their great Infinity Crisis yeah, war? I didn't, I didn't ever whatever. get. I didn't ever get the full story on why. It, he it just left. sounded like it was some kind of. But he'd put a lot of time into yeah. it, and you gotta know stupid little twerky things like, like uh, including disintegration in that one scene, which is my favorite scene in Ant Man. Had to have been like an Edgar Wright type mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Like, oh, here's some Brit, you know. <laughs> I'm a you know I'm I'm a Peyton Reed uh, fan just because of Bring It On. Right, I always of will be just because I, of Bring It On. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, uh, so I, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I liked. It. I, 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 thought, I, I thought I'm sure funny. he could have done you know. But I'm, I think what I'm getting great things with it, but just this idea of like you're right, bringing in people and bringing in you know performers. I mean, you see, they've upped the ante with some of this stuff, and you're almost starting to cycle back around where the superhero genre. Is starting to become more of just a hero genre and just a drama. And I mean, it's like if you really think of what's okay, so there's a little bit of sci fi stuff with Xavier's mind stuff, being able to like having seizures and causing 400 people to flip out. And then there's the claws and the healing factor and the jumping around and and all and the X Men mutant power stuff a little bit. But for the most part, like you said, it really is just kind of this dour chase movie. Right drama you know so so here here's what i have to say about this is that so where do you go from there well (laughs) so to their credit so the you got those first three x-men movies the third one is garbage right so but they keep using the same actors they did the reboot right but it wasn't a reboot right right because you actually bring those guys back in and it's different and and so they went ahead and mussed up the whole thing and they screwed it up really really bad with X-Men Origins Wolverine really badly because they have characters that actually appear in first class and vice versa and so forth to their credit they've just been like yeah sorry anyway yeah and they move on to the next one and so by the time you get to like a comic book would be right and so by the time you get to this movie Logan when I first heard that Patrick Stewart was, so that was one thing. One problem I had was like, by by the by, the third X Men movie, all those actors left a bad taste in your mouth, right? Right. Yeah. I'm glad they never brought back James Marsden. You know, as far as I could have cared, they could have killed the actor. At yeah. the end of the movie, and just throw him in a ditch. Right. I'd be fine with it. Doesn't matter. Or off screen, sure. You didn't. Or off screen, even. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see his glasses on the beach or something stupid right. like that. But uh, so. Uh, first class, uh, Days of Future Past. I didn't like because of this of of the. Oh, you were fighting that. 
I, I didn't like because I didn't like the old characters. I didn't right. want them back in it. I don't care. I didn't care about them anymore. Now this oh, new first class didn't now have this, the old characters. They no, they, they didn't. The next one did. Okay, say right. And now this now the third one in that series yeah. sucked again. I bought it was terrible. Right. Uh, Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Right. However, they're just owning it. They're like, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Here's the next one. <laughs> right. And and so this is set. In, so it doesn't matter what weird timeline stuff happened. Who knows what universe this is? But these characters, this is their very lived-in yeah. world. The only thing that they reference it's is a real world is the New know? York thing from the first X Men movie, right? So the way, if you want to put, and I can trick this, if you want to put continuity together based on how things would got would have gotten overwritten or rewritten based on Days of Future Past, you've got. <laughs> Uh, first class, and then you basically first class happens. The first two X Men movies happen. Uh, obviously, Days of Future Past happens. Apocalypse more than likely happens, but isn't as crucial. Like you said, Apocalypse could be another separated. Thing. Who cares? Right. None Who of cares? it matters. Apocalypse could be in the same world as X-Men Origins Wolverine. Sure. Those could be on their own little satellite. Oh, X-Men 3 is is a branch off from the first two X-Men. But yeah, no, but, but I mean, like getting back to the performances and stuff, even if you get back to the Origins things, that's when they started to really kick it up a notch because they brought in, like, you know, what's his name to play Magneto. Yeah, and weird. my favorite scene and probably all of the X-Men stuff so far is still that scene in, like, Brazil or whatever where he goes into the bar and talks to the two guys... And like it's just it's like young Magneto hunting down ex Nazis or whatever. Yeah. I'm like that's cool. Like that in the '60s or whatever. Right. Um, and, and those settings were cool. Uh, and this one you don't have any of that, those kind of trappings or anything. But you can still kind of in your mind be like, like think about those characters. That that is Xavier in those movies, and that could all hold all the way up to this. The same time, this can still be its own alternate reality. They could so they can go backwards and go back to. I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying Dark Phoenix. Sure, sure. That's what but, it sounds like they want to do but next. You know, after all that, and and you know, you get used to like the way a Brian Singer movie looks, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just interesting to see characters that have been in such glossy, fake looking, stupid stuff in a real world. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. Like it's cool because it's t- it's it. You know, it's it's taking characters that you already have a preconceived notion about, putting them in something. Right. You know, I I don't think uh, Xavier's ever uh, said the f word, as far as I know. Well, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, nope, he did. He did. They got they got one f word in f word in uh, in PG thirteen movies and in X Men First Class. Wolverine says Wolverine it. Wolverine says it. Yeah. And then Xavier throws it back at him when he's all long haired. And doped up yeah. in uh, Days of Future Past. He's, He's like, I'll tell you what you told me. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Stewart, as Xavier, as the refined, you know, debonair yeah. or whatever, yeah. has not said that, no. Right. So this okay. was the first time he said it, you know, right. and he made sure to say it plenty of times. Yeah. And, and, uh, Patrick Stewart's great, man. He I, is good. I, I He's doing him. good. In, have you seen Green Room? Yeah. Yeah. He was good in that. Yeah, he was. He was really good in that. That was a really good movie. That I, guy's I, got two good movies in I didn't. I didn't understand why it had. he had to be in it. <laughs> like, they could have gotten any kind of older But they got him. They got him. They probably said, hey, you which know. Which is great. They but showed, showed him the script and said, hey, what do you think? I, 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 st- I still, uh, the older 
British actors right. have a much harder time pulling off the American accent. I don't think he did it so well. I'm not sure he was even concerned about it. I still sound. He just has this he, weird. But he was supposed to be a southern. I don't think he was. They were in Oregon. But he, but he, he could have been whatever. Who it didn't matter. No, he talked with a like he was supposed to be southern. Maybe like he talked with a drawl, I but it, 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 it yeah. came and went. Did you watch the uh, the writers movie on Netflix? No. The writer of Green Room Blue Ruin, uh, James yeah, Bacon or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so he's got a thing on Netflix called. Uh, it's a show or something. Movie his his debut. He he wrote and directed. It's uh, it just came out um, a few days ago. It's. Uh, oh, I, the actor. I don't You're feel. About, talking about the actor no. that played the writer. The oh. writer of Green Room and Blue Ruin, not the director. I thought that the director and writer were the same guy. No. no. Oh, oh, that I don't feel comfortable. Yes, in this world I don't yet? feel whatever in this world. And uh, it's, is, that, is that any good? It's weird. Like it plays most of the movie is just kind of like it's mostly just kind of a really dry comedy, right? Um, and then there's like a few scenes of like really crazy violence, and then it kind of is a dry comedy again. That's fine. I'll check it. I, I mean, there's plenty. Of, I go through phases. I'll like plow through a show one week, one or two weeks, and then I'll be like, I'm just going to watch movies this week at one, at dinner or whatever. It's the only time I watch anything is dinner for about a two hour window basically mm. or the weekends but yeah and, and then when you're watching something during dinner you can only you only see uh, bits and pieces at a time because you have to keep getting up to microwave I have to get up to microwave I have to I have to read down to eat. And yeah. I can't watch subtitled things because then I stab myself in the palate because <laughs> I'm trying to eat and read I, I've, I've been talking to some people about this um, you've long been a uh, a dub guy for for Animo yeah, yeah. for Animo uh, and so really I and, I, and I really like the subtitled stuff. Very rarely, but I have I have noticed recently that I say that, and in most cases, the better series, especially, I've seen dubs before I watch the subs, so it's not so vital that I get the information. Oh, sure. Because you're right, like when you're watching something for the first time, it is kind of a pain in the you ass. You try to, to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion and fan subs, like I did for a part of it. Really, it's 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 difficult. Hmm. Um, because there's things you're going to miss. And, yeah, that's the only real reason. Two reasons, and I, I can give it. I mean, I am an anime Philistine, all it out. I can give a shit about the shows that are about people making cakes or whatever. They may have interesting, compelling yeah. drama and be very effectively made. Uh, I just watched the one that, that Shinichiro Watanabe did about uh, the two kids playing jazz music. Yeah, and that right. was okay, but that was just slope. a slice-and-life thing based on a manga. It was, like, okay, but it was, like, a nice little aside, but nothing, like, you know... I mainly want to watch cool action shows and noir I like the mood. I like the effect. I like the imagination of the world building that they do in the shows, which means I like, I'm like. i basically watching it for spectacle and generally you know, not the highest levels of the poetics. And because it's animated, it's a lot less obvious when things are dubbed. You know, I wouldn't watch sure. a live-action Kurosawa movie dubbed. It would just right. be rotten or yeah. like watching a Godzilla movie. Plus... You know, I want to watch it. I don't want to read it. If I'm looking down, I'm going to miss stuff yeah, right. going on. And anime is crazy. And it's very talkative I, sometimes. I, the, the, one of the reasons why so I, I, I just want to chill and watch it. Otherwise, right, right. It's, a, it's a chore. I do almost. like... So I watched... You know, I've, I've I know seen, that there's su- translation I've seen Bebop and yeah. yeah, right. I've seen Bebop and Shampoo and the translations are different, whatever. But there is definitely... Once, once you already know what's happening and everything like that, I advise people to watch... Uh, subs because you just hear the dub voices well there's a naturalism yeah. to the fact that the language and the animation went together and it's in the you know it was what it's originally written for and everything like that um, 
I don't know. I mean, uh, but yeah, that said, there's a lot. I've, I've talked to someone recently that the voice, the American voice acting or right. English voice acting in Bebop and Shampoo were excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. They're all, iconic. All right? of the diehard sub guys will say However, that. However, there's a lot of series, even really great series, yeah. that the, the I just can't stand listening to the English the Sometimes English language tough, voices yeah. doing these things. And, you know, yeah, sure, hard it, for them, whatever. I'm not, and it's you know. the same people doing those voices, and they sound the same in every one. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a puppet show. Sure. It's like Trey Parker and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Matt Stone just yeah. doing South Park. So. Right. Y- I, I guess I can kind of take all of that and just accept it because I'm already accepting a lot of stupid shit when I watch anime. I'm already accepting giant sweat bubbles, but then two seconds <laughs> later, oh my god, I like I, one, I, I'm brought to tears because his brother died. I've, I've you had know? to explain. My, my kids going through Netflix have watched all these things now that are like, you know, they, they've now gotten into Pokemon and they watch oh this gosh, and that. Yeah. And they watch this one called... Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or? No, no. Uh, There's one, one about a watch that was actually kind of funny. Something watched. And actually, the movie was animated pretty well. But anyway... There's this one, uh, oh, Beyblade. So they watched Beyblade. Okay. And uh, they both were just so weirded out when somebody was sleeping. There was a huge snot bubble blowing yeah. out. And I was like, yeah, that's common in, in anime. <laughs> like, <laughs> when someone's sleeping, that's one way you know. So if there's a gigantic snot bubble, and they're like, to... why? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. That, fit. That, doesn't, that doesn't happen. Like, they were really bothered by that. Yeah. So speaking you... of that, I, I, uh, I've been listening to a lot of jazz recently, and I. And I uh, uh, I've been playing every once in a while. I'll, I'll play the uh, the bebop uh, soundtrack, and uh, my son loves it. And every time he hears he hears bebop music, he knows what it is. He's like, "Oh, it's Cowboy Bebop." <laughs> Couple more years, huh? Yeah. Not yeah. quite. No, not quite ready for that headshot. Yeah, probably not. But that'll be a good headshot when he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, all kinds of asides. We're just trying to avoid talking about this movie. This movie is hardcore. What else is there to talk about? Yeah, it's it's set, it's gritty. It's uh, it's not gritty. Acting. Fuck, it's it's not gritty. It's got the western thing only because it's got that color palette of being mostly yeah. set there. But it's also set in a weird, dusty future where there's you know driverless trucks. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Like, this, you know, yeah, I like that they hinted at all of these like the weird dystopia. So things. that you know it's the future. Yeah. But yeah, right. Yeah, and th- yeah. But you know, there's also like that. It's not so far in the future. There was that, that technology. There was that normal or, family, yeah. you know, who ended up all getting massacred. Which yeah. uh, I was very excited to see Eric LaSalle again. I haven't seen him in so long. It's ER. I've yeah. never liked him as an actor, but I will always love the guy just because of uh, uh, Coming to America. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good one. He's I liked him in the Jerry Girl and the Soul Glow. He was good in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then just to keep hitting on stuff, like the movie was just relentless. You're right. They kill that whole family, mm. and then Eric Lasalle saves Wolverine from X24, which yeah. was the Wolverine clone that was the murderous right. psychopath. And then he was going to kill. He him. was going to kill him yeah. too. And he wasn't. He thought about it for a second, and then decided he would. Yeah. And I mean, then Wolverine got lucky yeah. that he was out of shotgun shells, and then. He died. He didn't like have a moment of like no. of like, you know. I'm glad I didn't do this, or like no. Wolverine didn't get to convey. He didn't care his family was just killed. He didn't yeah. care. You know? But he had had that moment earlier where it was like with the with the with the Okies. Yeah, where Wolverine uh, helped him, right? And so he you know had demonstrated like value as a friend. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be something that's going to kind of haunt me in weird ways. But I mean, I, I was never. I mean, I, I liked the X Men a lot, and in, in when I was a kid reading the comics, because there was just enough characters and stories that they could do. They could tell sort of smaller ish stories right. with a couple of them, or do something super epic with a bunch of them. 
I think my experience was the same as most people, which is I always thought that I liked the X-Men, but in reality, I just liked Wolverine. Well, there's that. And, and Marvel figured that out, damn them, and then they made 50,000 Wolverine books, right? Yeah. So they already had, they, you know, first first they got 20 X-Men books, and they were like, well, let's also do an additional 10 Wolverine books yeah. on top of those. Yeah, they diluted, they diluted the brand big time with Wolverine. Hugely. Way, very, way too much. Way too DC much. does it with, with Batman, yeah. and it just, it just drives people away. Because everyone knows, like, there's one, maybe two books that count. Yeah. And literally, like, you can tell. Like, Batman is the Batman book that counts. It's the one with the best writer and the best artist. Now, sometimes Detective has, like, its own cool offset offset thing, so they're kind of both books that count, but for very different reasons, usually. Uh, Sometimes Wolverine was a good read, but it was usually more side stories on his own thing. It was generally just you read X-Men, and Wolverine was in the gold team and for a while, you know, during the cartoon era or whatever. But now Wolverine isn't Wolverine anymore. I don't know what they're doing. I haven't read any Marvel stuff in yeah, a while. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I, I'm just going to pick... I'll pick up a trade of, like, if I hear a good Batman story is done at some point. But that's about the end for me. I'm reading mostly image stuff. Comics have gotten daunting. Not, not, yeah, just, not yeah. just that there's so many of them, but that if you look at the indie stuff now, even, and the stuff that's really low-level, and a lot of stuff's even, like, self-published and stuff like that, and the art is so good... Well, but it's kinds, scary yeah. to me. It's yeah. scary that there's like there's kids or people who just have been doing this and and not known who can just do this on their own for you know so long it was these monopolies, right? And now it's not, and it was and it's all thanks to Image, you know. Oh, uh, but, yeah. But everyone's got their own thing, which is great. But like, but it's it's overwhelming. There's too much out it, there. It is, but so it, much of it is good. But you're fast, you're a faster you know? reader than me, and even me, I, I could pick up with six months worth of, worth of production in a trade of say like. Uh, Oh, what's that one with the robot kid that Dustin Nian and Jeff Lemire do? I don't remember what it's called now. I haven't read that. AI? No, it's like an AI thing, but it's a sci-fi <laughs> world. And it's a fun read, and I mean, I, I can read that in like less than two hours. So you can read a year's worth of a story for a comic book in less than the time it would... T- for, you could, probably, because you're a faster reader than I am. And it's not about speed, because you want to appreciate the art. And sure, sure. Yeah. But you, you you can consume comic books unbelievably. Like, I, I, I haven't read That's- Batman the, the, since... I have not even read the Endgame storyline from the old from the fifth the new quote new 52 and I've stopped reading Batman not that I've stopped reading but I stopped getting the regular issues so I've still got all of Snyder's and Capullo's or Capello or whatever final storylines like I know bits about what happened just because you go that long you're not gonna oh there's a mecha suit and something with James Gordon but at the same time I'll just start chipping away at it and I've got thick old trades you know like Animal Man or whatever yeah you it doesn't take that long, is the thing. It's so you're right. It's daunting, but I think the thing to me that's more daunting about it is the same with like shows and stuff. Is, is being able to sl- start to filter out why things are critical darlings or not, and whether something really is that good or something that you actually want there's to read. Too, there's too many shows too. Yeah, there's, there's too that, many there's shows. Every, there's there's too many there's too many channels. Yeah, and every single website, you know. Yeah. AshleyMadison.com is probably going to start producing shows. Who knows? Like, you know, you got to sign on to their website when you're trying to cheat on your wife to watch, crack, crackle, to watch the new Crackle will have one, yeah. one good series or something. I don't know. You just kind of pick and choose. I, and I, I kind of I miss the days when, like, 
when it was just appointment TV yeah, with well, the two shows, the water no, cooler. Not just that, but like even with just kind of the regular cable, where you're like, you know, I'm going to watch this thing on Sci-Fi. Yeah. I'm going to watch this thing on FX. Yeah. I'm going to watch this thing on Comedy Central. Something over there, like, yeah. and you watched like seven shows that you cared about in a year, and the rest you just kind of watched if you wanted to watch. And now it's like there's tons of stuff, and I will never catch up. Like I don't have. I don't. I. I actually. I, I do have cable right now. Yeah. I don't care. I'm. I. I can't. I yeah. can't get into stuff. I can't go start watching Legion. I still have fifty thousand other things I need to watch first. You know. Like, well, you got to pick and choose. You know. Like. Like I. I've stopped watching shows. Who cares? Anyway, Logan, what do you give it? That's a, it, a little it, aside there. Yeah. For as bleak as as it was, and the circumstances of the viewing with the mouth breathers talking behind sure, me, and that one guy checking his phone in the middle of the aisle, you were. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That kept. Yeah, that he, he was I even bugging was, you out. Like, no, I looked over once because I thought maybe he was shining it at me. Yeah, it almost. He pretty much was a couple times because it was like, okay, now what's going yeah. on? You know. But uh, yeah, any kind of nine, any kind of late screen screening on a. Friday, whatever. That, that yeah, always counts against a, you. This doesn't have to have a preamble. Just it tell does, me what you thought about it. Because you feel a little more wiped out by it. So Bleak is wiped out. The, the, I'm feeling Bleak and wiped out by your preamble. I am. I'm done with it. I, it's, a, it's a solid four. Out of five? Four. Is that what we're giving things? We've always given things out of five. five. Okay. Yes. Because five gives you that weird uh, little okay. nebulous phase where you could like... Yeah, you, I'll give it a four. I'll yeah. give it a four. I was thinking for a while, while I was thinking that we were... Grading out four. I don't know why I thought that. Well, most a lot Ebert. Ebert and stuff does fours, Ebert. and Film Junk did, Film Junk did fours forever, and they finally turned them around to to, to, to five. To five because five is just so much more elegant. Because right. there's a lot of things like like there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of like the, f- the four. The four is rough because the four means the that difference there's between things, a, a there's two and a here. three. Yeah. Like you know, it's. So yeah, like a three with a five star rating means yeah. more. Yeah, it does. It means a lot more. You know, like a three is like, all right, three's okay. like maybe check it out if you're in this mood. Blah blah blah. I, I check out everything. You yeah, know me. I know check you. Check out everything. But uh, I, yeah, I, I give it a four also. I give it a four also. I, I would say, um, whatever. You, you log it on Letterbox and say there was nudity. Never, never. Oh yeah, there was a little bit, huh? Yeah, you're gonna have to log it now. When I don't. I'm not on Letterboxd. <laughs> you were at some point, like for like two movies. Uh, I probably just did it to mess with you. You might. Well, I'm sure, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't care about it. Yeah, it has cachet. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But it just makes it easy. Like people are always like, "Hey, we should do a podcast." So I'm like, "Fine, if you do Letterboxd, I'll, I can check it and I can see what you watch." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Let's podcast on this." Otherwise, I'm just, we're just people in the world living our lives. Yeah, but like, who cares? Like, oh, let's see what my neighbor who molested his niece thought of. This. No, you don't. Oh, check it out! You're not following the neighbor that mess, molested his niece. Oh, I would. Well, maybe you would. I would. I want to. I want to know what he thinks. And then try I to know what he thought about beaches. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you stick to movies. You're not like logging. Like, oh, I just watched this episode of Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime. Mm. That sounds good. It is good. I've watched a couple recently. Oh my gosh, they are an interesting little throwback to days of simpler times. Yeah, four to five. X-Men, Days of Simpler Times. <laughs> X-Men, Days of Simpler Times. It's just them sitting around. That's all it would be, I guess. If, you're, if you spend your social media time just on Twitter... You would think the world is a terrible place because everyone flips out about the smallest thing, and it's this echo chamber of people screaming at each other right. about something that 
99% of the world does not care about. Oh, yeah. And no, 99% of the United States doesn't care. Not even the world. You count the world, it becomes like 0.00002%. But, like, you know what's funny is that there's some, so some people get so sucked into the echo chamber that they're like, they start saying stupid stuff like, the world is a is a terrible place right now, and this is it's getting worse. Things are getting no everything. Everything <laughs> is, and everything will continue to get better. That's how history works. That's how technology works. That's how that's how civil rights work. Like you know, Obama last year said something like, like uh, it's better. Like you know, it's we need to we need to understand that in terms of like racism and stuff like that. It's. It's not good, but it is better than it's ever been in any point of history. Right. And so we, we can't pretend like we've gone backwards at any point. It's going forward. Social media throws a spotlight on injustice, right? right. And so injustices that we didn't know about before, right. now we know about. So now we know. You know now, and suddenly it seems like, oh my gosh, there's all this bad stuff. I didn't know this right. stuff in 1986 when the only way I had of knowing it was... There's that. <clears throat> and there's also the... Uh, I don't know if it's an experiment or something, but if you take a take a giant, like say a California King white bed sheet, mm-hmm. and you hang it up, and it's got like say Cut a couple of eye holes out. No, say, say it's got right, yeah. Hasidic Jew. Say, say it's say it's got like uh, somebody somebody spilled a drop of red wine on it on one tiny little corner yeah. somewhere, and if you show somebody this this giant California King white bed sheet, and you say, "What is this?" And they're gonna say, "Oh, it's a stained sheet." Mm-hmm. Well, when you know you crunch the numbers, what percentage of that yeah, sheet sure. is actually? Because sure. people will want to see. I, I need to that. point something out. California King is not the biggest. It's size. not. No, I just like saying that. California King has is, been upgraded no, because no. things are getting better. No. It used to no. be the biggest size. This, this, no, it's, it's, it's not. The King is the biggest size. California uh, King is just a little... is a few inches taller, oh, but right. only queen size width. California King is actually so in, in square inches and everything that is smaller than a king. It's, it's a couple inches taller, but it's several inches uh, less wide. Very apt. Yeah. So now you know. Now we know. Now you know. We've got our one lesson. No, there's going to be more. <laughs>